0: from providence rhode island welcome to the potterverse it's a podcast dedicated to the film and book universe of harry potter so grab your favorite wands and time turners let's step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure Here we are in the title chapter of this book. My name's Mary Larson.
1: My name's Blake. You know, I've only been oh, enchanted by one woman in my life, Aww. and she just happens to be sitting across the way from
0: Aww, me. Oh, I am Parvila. Like Totally. It's the silver hair.
1: Utterly enchanted. It is the silver (laughs) hair.
0: Well, you are way too kind, my love, and I am so blessed to be able to be here chatting about all things Potter. We're in this jam-packed chapter, so we're going to be moving along pretty swimmingly, but here it is, chapter 16, The Goblet of Fire, which I just love looking at where it is in the book itself, because it's (laughs) kind of like two-thirds of the way through, and here we are. It's only Halloween, only Halloween and the Tri Wizard Tournament hasn't even begun well, yet. Well, not
1: two thirds of the way uh, through.
0: Sorry. Yeah, One third like, of the right, way through. Yeah, maybe a little but bit. But still. More. Yeah. But still. We're probably just short of half. Correct. Yeah. I would agree. Maybe like a five uh a th- three eighths.
1: <laughs> sure. One <What> if. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. Very
0: calm down, exactly. <clears throat> Dumbledore now took out his wand and tapped three times upon the top of the casket. The lid creaked slowly open. Dumbledore reached inside it and pulled out a large, roughly hewn wooden cup. Remind you of anything? Indiana Jones. (laughs) Oh, he
1: chose poorly.
0: (laughs) It would have been entirely unremarkable had it not been full to the brim with dancing blue-white flames. Dumbledore closed the casket and placed the goblet carefully on top of it, where it would be clearly visible to everyone in the hall. "'Anybody wishing to submit themselves as champion must write their name and school clearly on a slip of parchment and drop it into the goblet,' said Dumbledore. "'Aspiring champions have 24 hours in which to put their names forward. Tomorrow night, Halloween, the goblet will return the names of the three it has judged most worthy to represent their schools. The goblet will be placed in the entrance hall tonight.' And there, it will be freely accessible to all those wishing to compete.
1: (sighs) Dumbledore in this chapter kind of rules. I'm not going to lie.
0: He's the host with the most. He,
1: he, you know, he just gets it done and he just allows the kids to just be idiots and just say, sorry, told you. Oh,
0: it. Okay, I thought you were in regards to what I what I just read. So okay, well, now yeah, I'm I understand. Yes, yes. But yes, he's. This is when book and film Dumbledore start to <laughs> veer right at the end of this chapter. I'm <laughs> um, not even at the yeah. end of this chapter. Up until then, we're we're kind of in the same bit. But he is. He's just this kind of whimsical, quirky, magnificent man he that is, we enjoy.
1: The the book version of Dumbledore is certainly. More in line with the Dumbledore of the past mm-hmm. in the books, and you're right, Mary. This is when I think and and by by this point in the film, we really haven't even seen Dumbledore all that much, not really like and it's already. We're already at a at a fork in the road.
0: Because in the movies, I feel like you begin the school year and this is what's happening. They don't necessarily wait until Halloween. So it just has a very different feeling to yeah. it. So we get up, uh, we actually start well, this hold on, chapter. Hold on, oh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, oh, We got to okay, play the things. sound, sorry. we got things yes, to do. I'm just so excited. What are we doing here? So excited. Killing
1: me, Marvin. I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Now you can go. All right. Sorry, everybody. You gotta hear the music.
0: I know, I know. Um, Killing so me. We're here, as I said, chapter sixteen. Um, the little synopsis, uh, of course, is that the Triwizard Tournament is beginning. The students of Beaubaton and Durmstrang have filed on in. We know where everybody's sleeping. There's no questions about that. All right, <laughs> <laughs> but the whole school is a flutter, and the kids get to put their names inside the goblet of fire. Some successfully, some unsuccessfully. And at the end. We actually have four wizards whose names are taken out of the Goblet of Fire. Right.
1: So... Not great, Harry.
0: No, no not, not, great not Harry. That should be the new sound. <laughs>
1: not great, Harry. But just you know, for for the sake of posterity, if I could find, there it is. Not
0: great, Bob. you know. It's like I just I always keep picturing different shirt ideas. Blake, of course, designs a lot of shirts for themarianblakestore dot com. Oh, good. Um, thank you very much. And one of them that I think Shameless would be plug. so fun is like a picture of the goblet of fire with the little piece of paper that says Harry Potter, and right underneath it, awkward. With a period.
1: <laughs> or not great Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's something like that. Yeah. Something along I those lines. I just feel
0: like non Potterverse people might not understand the not great Harry bit.
1: Yeah, that's true. But that's okay.
0: It's fine. But awkward.
1: <laughs> awkward, yes.
0: Uh...
1: <laughs> or it should just be the picture of Michael Scott's face.
0: I don't know but how like, that would be on a shirt. But, but like. him
1: holding, him holding uh, like the, the Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't know how that
0: would go, <laughs> my love. I adore you. So anyway, as I said, oh. we, we pick up in this chapter on October 30th. Okay, So this is when Bobatons and Durmstrang students are arri- arriving, and Ron is just tickled pink that Victor Crumb is here. He wants yeah. his autograph. You overhear the six six year girl students saying, "Like, oh my gosh, I don't have a quill. Like, can I borrow some lipstick so he can sign something?" Yeah. Everyone is pumped that Victor Crumb is on Hogwarts grounds. And
1: the way that they characterize Victor Crumb in the book seems very different than what it is in the film. Oh, in the film, he seems like a big. Well, he seems like a big guy. Okay, in the book, he seems like a skinny, slight kid almost.
0: I, I didn't like. Okay, I wasn't. I wasn't watching the movie, being like, "This isn't Victor."
1: No, no, no. I'm no, I'm just saying, like, there. Again, there are some really big adaptive choices, mm-hmm. and even the way that like Karkaroff treats Crumb, being like, "Hey, you want some wine?" And the kid being like, "I'll, I'll take some wine." And, I will. And he's like, "No, get out of here! Who are you? Who, who are you? Get out of here!" Yep. You know, like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought that was quite funny funny. This I whole agree. characterization.
0: I concur. So, you know, we get already... What's, what's interesting is that we obviously don't spend uh tons and tons of time getting to understand Durmstrang and Bobatons, but um just where they sit, you kind of get their vibe.
1: Yeah, the Beauxbatons, beaux-batons going with Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and
0: again, it, it just... This all
1: feels... Pretty indicative of the schools mm-hmm. that are they're coming from. I mean, the, the Durmstrang going with the Slytherin, and just Slytherin feels more masculine. I just it just does. I think in to, in my opinion, and in my opinion, Ravenclaw feels more feminine.
0: What does that matter?
1: Well, because they're coed school. Uh, but I, I know, but the way that the book is characterizing them, it just Bobaton with the gold, with the gold and the blue and how everything just feels so like we were talking about, I think what it was uh, last chapter. It was last chapter. We were talking about how uh, the author gives us a feel for what these schools are. Okay. Um, and, you know, again, uh, Bobaton coming down from the heavens and mm-hmm. Durmstrang coming up from, you know, th- below the earth. It just feels, Durmstrang, and even the name Durmstrang, it's it's like, it feels almost uh, uh, Germanic in nature. Mm-hmm. And it just feels more um, conflicted. It feels more harsh. Durmstrang, you know, like it almost okay. reminds me of like Duhast, you know, that, that horrible song. Um, so I just, I like how these, I like how the the schools are are aligning themselves with houses. And you know what, Mary? Too. Some. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I think it's gonna surprise you.
0: Oh man.
1: The movie really misses the villa aspect. It really does, and I'll tell you why. Because it's important to have um, who we now know oh, uh, as. Um, Floor? Floor, thank you. Who we now know, Florida. At this point, it's Flor de la Cura who you know enchants Ron. Yes. Um, and she's part Vila. Yes. And there's a whole argument about it, and I I wish the the movie had this aspect. Do you agree?
0: Potentially, but honestly, there's so much to pack into here that. I don't see how it would have really worked because the Vila in general are not brought into the story
1: mm-hmm.
0: at all in the movie.
1: No, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. So, I wish the movie had this aspect. You know, it, like, it misses this aspect of what is so enchanting about Fleur Delacour.
0: I mean, I think just her beauty. I think the movie could lay on that alone, that Ron's like, wow, you know, yeah, I mean, I suppose what a beautiful so. woman. It is interesting, though, in the book sense to note that uh, Ron and possibly other students who were easily influenced under the um, Confundist curse um, were Imper- Imperio, I apologize, Imperio, yep. um, were essentially still hypnotized by the Vila's power. So you think back at the World Cup, yep. how Ron and tons of other guys, Stan Schumpunk, everybody was just like lying about their professions and Just doing all this stuff for the Vila. And when we get to see Ron under the Imperius curse, he's obviously easily manipulated. And it it even has this long-lasting effect. Whereas Harry, it doesn't work on. Mm -hmm. Harry doesn't have the same effect with the Vila. He's not as
1: he's not as well I mean
0: but entranced like Franced yeah. as Correct. someone like Ron, as some of these other boys as she walks by. So it is very interesting to see that maybe this part of his brain, maybe um, you know, his ability to have that be easily manipulated is just something that is very strong for him. Whereas ocul Oculumency, Yeah, right. Not a strong suit. You know, not not letting Voldemort into his brain Correct. is a little different. But I just think that it's pretty interesting that he is able to kind of Keep the desire of the villa out of his system. Yeah, and, and
1: you're right. It, this this keeps going to what the characters that the author mm-hmm. is creating. I mean, Ron is impressionable. You know, Ron. You're right. The Imperious Curse. All of these things. And 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 Hermione and, and Harry can laugh, and they can they can kind of bust on Ron mm-hmm. for how he's acting with with uh, Fleur de la Delacour and the fact that. He's just so enchant. In- I know I keep using that word, but it's just he's he can't even speak to her properly. Yeah, like it's cute. I just I love this. And also it just reminds you that these kids are getting older. Once again, um, we, we had the Uranus joke before, mm-hmm. and now we have this scene too. Yep. Um, it just keeps reminding you that these kids are getting older, there are feelings that are being felt, and Ron is feeling all of the feelings.
0: <laughs> Poor Ron. As a 14-year-old boy would.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Oh my goodness gracious. So of course then we have, so on October 30th, Dumbledore welcomes everybody. Welcome. I loved, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, ghosts, and most particularly, guests. And I love that the ghosts get to have that. He doesn't say... Like faculty, staff, those are included in the ladies and gentlemen, but he really still points out the ghosts, and this is just another beautiful way that the author is able to still interweave the fact that even though the ghosts aren't a huge presence right now, you know, we're not hanging out with Sir Nicholas and learning about the Death Day party and all this kind of stuff, but they're still referenced. They're yeah. still like, this is these members are still here, because obviously they play major roles inside this story. So I just, I don't know, I liked that little Kinda bit. Kind of out wondering. on the ghosts kind out. You're just rude. <laughs> Am I rude? You just <laughs> Oh,
1: that's not fair. <laughs> just because I'm out on something that you're not, that means I'm rude? No.
0: <laughs> Get out of
1: here with that.
0: No, I'm just saying that you are rude. Fact.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True. Very, oh you know what, gracious. Mary?
0: Ah! Okay, we get a couple of funny moments with Ron and the food. The bouillabaisse, for yeah, example. Yeah, right. So, you know, he's looking at, there's there's all these foreign dishes to really, which I thought was really cool and very kind as yeah. Hogwarts as the host school that, you know, they realize that people coming from different countries and different cultures may eat different things. So they make sure to have meals that people might like. And Hermione's even able to point out that that's bouillabaisse. She had it when she was on holiday in France, yeah. which was previously mentioned uh, in the earlier book, was it this book or the earlier book? Like when they're on the summer holidays?
1: Yeah, it was the previous book. Yeah, isn't it that was, crazy? Yeah, so yeah. I
0: just love once again having this continuity that, like, oh yeah, we will once again mention that Hermione traveled to France on right, holiday. Right. I don't know. It's just, just neat. The, Oh,
1: it's consistent world building. Yes. It shows you that you know. Uh, again, it, it's these little teeny tiny details that the author is putting in that. Uh, <sighs> Make the world feel lived in, mm-hmm. you know, in like, in 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 keeping with that world being lived in. There's also something to be said too uh, of we were talking earlier about the the houses choosing. I'm sorry, the the schools choosing choosing which houses they're gonna sit with. Um, I mean, Durmstrang going to the Slytherin table. I mean, Durmstrang has a focus on the dark arts. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So for them to sit with Slytherin also feel it just feels natural. It just feels lived in it mm-hmm. feels real mm-hmm. uh, like these people are making actual choices yes. you see what I'm saying yes Yeah.
0: okay Um. so we get some more of the Vila aspect and then of course Barty Crouch senior yeah <laughs> <laughs> and
1: good distinction.
0: <laughs> uh Barty Crouch is there and oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the other bloke's name, Ludo Bagman. Bagman. I gotcha. Um are are arriving. And there's like this whole hubbub, like, what are they doing here? They organize this flipping event, right. okay? <laughs> this is what they do. So of course they're gonna be and that's when they acknowledge that they in fact are going to be the um judges. That the three heads of school plus Ludo and Barty Sr. Yeah. are going to be judging the film. Also, competition.
1: another huge difference from the film.
0: The no Little Bagman. No
1: and but and the fact that Body Crouch and, and, and senior uh and, and Ludo Little Bagman ain't not judges. It's they don't even really pay attention to the judges in, in the film. There's like there's no attention to it whatsoever.
0: Yeah, they don't make a big hubbub of judges. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: It's like a it's, it's like just, a big difference. It's, they're, they're,
0: unne- and it's unnecessary. Yes. They gloss over it. Yeah would you but,
1: would you say that the film does a good job in these aspects of the adaptation? Yes. I yeah. think I would probably because Ludo Bagman essentially
0: they don't need is Ludi unnecessary. Ba- the, I do not envy the writers that had to sit down and yeah. woodshed and and take apart this book and create an entirely different story and yet still have a lot of the things and themes and then have to bring it to the author and be like so here's what we got what can we cut Yeah, you know like I know they did that um, for example in book five they want to cut out Creature right. the house out. and elf, she's like oh and no and she said oh no you no, no, can no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> we need him
0: you, you could cut out Ludo Bagman you can't Here, Here's, cut here's out the
1: live Creature. sound of the author
0: No! God! Please! No! Yes.
1: No! <laughs> That's right No! Yes. Sorry author we're doing so, it.
0: Um, so then we go on and they have the Goblet of Fire and it's this grand unveiling. And we get to know a little bit more. Barty Crouch Jr. just looks like a really cranky bloke. And Ludo Bagman's super happy. Kids are already loving him. Um, and they take out the Goblet of Fire, We, which I read earlier. Dumbledore drew an age line around the Goblet of Fire. Yes. He and the other headmasters, because of the previous deaths and how dangerous it is, they know what the tournament entails. They decide that this is going to be how they keep kids out. It's not that the Goblet of Fire itself will not accept someone who's younger. Right, it's it the enchantment age line that Correct. that Dumbledore there's a makes. big distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, he really makes sure that we understand that by putting your name in the Goblet of Fire, if it's chosen is a, a constitute a binding, magical contract. There can be no change of heart once you become a champion. Please be very sure that you are wholeheartedly prepared to play before you drop your name in the goblet. So it's important for us to, to stick to that because Harry is only 14. Harry did not put his name in the goblet of fire, and yet he is still chosen by the goblet of fire, mm-hmm. henceforth this magical binding contract. What I don't think gets enough weight in the movie. Like they're just like whatever. It's a magical binding contract. But when you think about the unbreakable vow that happens between Snape and Narcissa, you know, and the and the le- the the really importance that is put upon that. That mm-hmm. this is a magical bind. This is a magical contract. Like I wanted them to go a little more in depth. Like
1: almost uh, kind of like the unbreakable vow.
0: In in the importance in the movie, that's what yes. I'm saying. Yeah,
1: like it, and, and I mean not to the level of you know that if you did if you broke the unbreakable, value, you'd croak as a viewer. But I- like, but like meaning like. This is a big time deal. you cannot just say no.
0: Cause you know when when the headmasters and Minerva McGonagall are in there and they dreaded, Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> happens, you know, and they're all like, uh oh, da.
1: That is gonna be the new sound, cause that was a that was a clean clip.
0: Thank you. That's
1: gonna be every time you that, that happens, we're doing that.
0: Thank you. And <laughs> you hear Meta Maxine, this is not right. You know, she's just like all right. upset. And they say, Well, too bad then it's a magical contract, and it kind of just has this like, "What do you mean, too bad? You're this du- friggin' Dumbledore, <laughs> right? Like you can bippity boppity boo whatever it is that you want." So I think that we needed a little bit more because it kind of left me feeling like,
1: "Well, why can't you just say no?" Like, like
0: it let it makes me feel that Dumbledore is just like, "Whatever, guys, he's my pawn. Like it's okay." Yeah, and, and like I I remember Body
1: in the film, but senior, uh, saying, "Well, no, you, you, this is a, this is a magic con- contract. Like you can't." You can't just not do it. But you're right. It feels glossed over yeah. in the film. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing a lot, a lot of um, uh, diverging
0: Which needs methods to here
1: be- between the film and the book, especially in this chapter, I feel like.
0: So um, we get this really weird situation between Carcroft. Well, actually, you oh, know yeah.
1: what? Before we get into that, because we're talking about the Goblet of Fire and the magic behind it yeah. and the magical contract behind yes. it. Like... <sighs> My my sense of the goblet of fire is that it is obviously very clearly a magical object, yes. and it, 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 the purpose behind it is that it's supposed to choose the most worthy candidates from each school. Correct. But it spits out two people from Hogwarts.
0: So, because you haven't read the book, I'll help fill in this blank. And for that's you. what I'm
1: getting at. Okay. And and if that's the case, <laughs> if that's the case, yep. can the goblet of fire actually be trusted to choose the most worthy of candidates?
0: So. Once again, it's not about age, it is about worthiness, right, okay? Right. Right. Barty Crouch Jr, which we're going to learn later in this book, so non-book readers, I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it's a it. Spoil but the once podcast. again, this is Blake's uh, the only book that Blake hasn't read, so there's going to be a lot of me filling in blanks. Um, Barty Crouch Jr obviously doesn't get stopped by the age line. Mhm. Which is why Albus Dumbledore later asks him, later asks Harry in the next chapter, "Did you have an older student put it in for you? Right. Because older students could put their names could have put their yeah, names they, in. They're
1: crossing the age line. It,
0: yeah, the, because they wouldn't have been bounced back like Fred and George, for example. But, right. but knowing Dumbledore, probably knowing the Goblet's not going to pick a little kid. That little kid isn't necessarily worthy. So Barty Crouch Junior. But, well, a, but was, was a big st- difference. Yeah. There. sorry. Was sorry. able to cross the age line. Yes. He confunded the Goblet of Fire. He confused the cup. He did a very um, important spell. Confused the cup into thinking there were four schools. Oh, okay. And he put Harry's name in as the only student in that four school. Gotcha. So Harry didn't necessarily compete against Cedric for the title of being a hogwarts champion
1: right it was like if if he was just an un- unopposed up. candidate
0: exactly right. he made up a new school so and he told the the goblet there's four schools now it's not the tri wizard and yep. that was how he was able to make this happen
1: all right understood understood okay Fair you're, enough. Welcome. Fair enough. you're
0: welcome. you're <laughs> welcome <laughs> oh my goodness gracious so let's get back karkaroff meets up with harry potter
1: Super awkward.
0: We need that sound bite. Because uh, he he's like it, walking by and Karkaroff know, what's, what's looks what's, at him. I'm Harry freaking potter. Oh, that's what I want him to say. Like <laughs> Karkaroff just walks by and he I'm stops. Harry Potter. And that's basically what happened. <laughs> and it's like, Karkaroff, everyone knows that Harry Potter is at Hogwarts. Right. Everyone knows this, but it's like, oh my gosh. Well, it, it
1: shows you. It's uh, you. Uh, uh, a predisposition i would think of Karkroff to gravitate towards people of not like big power but of fame mm-hmm. and he latching i mean the way that he treats um what, what's his name there uh crumb i mean it's like he, he's a, a puppy dog in his lap and he's doing the same kind of here with harry a little bit where he's just like harry potter and
0: i don't think it was i like you so, Karkaroff was a Death Eater. No, I know that. Karkaroff followed Voldemort. Harry Potter was the end of Voldemort, supposedly. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Not true. Um. So, Karkaroff got into massive trouble. Yes. Then, up behind from both of them, you hear the voice, Yeah, that's Harry Potter. It was Mad-Eye Moody. Right. Now, Karkaroff's wicked awkward, because there's a lot of beef between them, which we will get to. Well,
1: I also have a question here, too. And, and, and this is probably... Just me being me and conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah. Does Karkaroff have an idea that this is actually Body Crouch Jr.? I don't think so. Because it's not explicit. I, I mean, if you wanted to take the text as it is, it makes sense.
0: He's more freaking out because but, it's Mad-Eye Moody. I know, I know.
1: But the way that it, the, the, when I read it, when I read it, I just read it like it's you. And he goes, yeah, it's me. And then they just continue on. I just, like, does Karkaroff know at all? Does he have any inkling? Does he have any idea that this is not actually Mad-Eye Moody? That this is actually Barty Crouch Jr.? And, and that, to me, kind of feels interesting, right? Because if he did, now he, he must have some recognition that Lord Voldemort is back and... If he recognizes that this is actually Barty Crouch Jr., he is an active participant in allowing Harry to fall into the hands of Lord Voldemort. See what I'm saying?
0: I appreciate that. But Alistair Murdy is the one that captured Carcrous. No, I know. So that's I more know. of I'm like just... the beef. You know what I mean? Oh, he looks I get at it. him and he's like, You ruined my life, man.
1: If you again, if you take the text as you. it is, that makes sense. But like that part of me that just thinks Maybe that there is just some little, mm, like a little oomph, a, a little bit more of an oomph into this. I don't know. i just throwing it out there. I don't know. We'll see. It, it let the let the nerd clan decide. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off my rocker. That's it's fine.
0: I could be off my rocker. You know what is interesting is what's going to happen in the next chapter. So can we just like? Sure. Put a little pin in that sucker because sure. they do have some interactions that you can delve into this like okay, crazy fair theory. I love. Fair I'm here enough. for it. Okay. Um, here we go. It's Halloween. You ready? Yes. Everybody has a little sleepy sleep. They've got a nice little night. The Durmstrang kids are sleeping in the ship. And the Bobatons are in their carriage. I don't know, man. I hope that those things are like nice and posh because that is a long time to have to stay on a shipper carriage.
1: And how many? And how many people are in this carriage? Like, I know it's a big carriage, but
0: bippity boppity boo, man. Like, how
1: many? How many people you got in that carriage? How many? How many beds are there? Is this like one of those things with like with the tents?
0: Maybe that's why I am saying bippity boppity boo.
1: Yep, sure, fair enough. I got you.
0: Um. So then, here we go. Starting things off, Halloween morning. Fred and George Weasley. going at it
1: (laughs) these two these two are the best they just they're just ranking on hermione for spew and then they um and then they try this thing and they they think that they got past the age line and then they just get like they get pushed out and then they get i love how dumbledore doesn't like chide them. Like he, he doesn't say, you know, you're you didn't he didn't did you put your name in the goblin fire of him. He
0: You'd like laughs. He laughs
1: and he's like, you know, that what, what the, your beards are that's the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't tell them that they're wrong for trying. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it, he doesn't just say, You're all suspended. It's hey. You know, you tried? I appreciate that.
0: It's humorous. And of course, there's already a Ravenclaw and a Hufflepuff who are in there. Fun thing. Slytherin didn't try.
1: Right. A Slytherin did not try. Which,
0: I gotta tell you, doesn't make sense to me. Slytherins like to cheat sometimes. This one sure does, sitting Uh, across from me. Hey,
1: cheaters want to win the most. So,
0: I don't know if this was just the author leveling the playing field, trying to be like, listen everybody's house cheats not just the Slytherins I've I've dragged Slytherin through the dirt for the past three books so let's try to like even the playing field a little bit I don't know I just thought that was quite interesting that uh, there was a Ravenclaw Hufflepuff and now two Gryffindors yes. who have beards and needed to be attended <laughs> to by Madame Pomfrey who knows what happened though at the ra- later part of the day right right the latter but part at least of the at day? this
1: point again the text is suggesting that it's, it's Slytherin free which is surprising you would think that the author would specifically make mention of one I Slytherin.
0: I know. Now, we know that a Slytherin puts their name in, of course, Warrington. Yes. But, but yeah, I did find that very um, confusing in regards to the house. It's got to be
1: intentional, Mary. Like you said, it has to be intentional.
0: Just to give Slytherins a little bit more credit.
1: A little bit of a break here.
0: Maybe. Maybe they they say that Dumbledore, like we're cunning, but that Dumbledore's more cunning. So we're not going to mess with that. We'll go do something else. We'll just like prank the champions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs>
1: just just rank on people. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm all about the ranking on people life. Let's do it. There you go. That's why I'm a Slytherin.
0: Because you're like, Malfoy doesn't do it. Right. Malfoy's saying like, it's too bad we can't do it. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to do it.
1: Well, that's definitely Malfoy.
0: But he doesn't put his name in. Because he's, because he's, Why would you not have, if you were an underage wizard, being that you're a Slytherin, why, what would have kept you from putting your name in the Goblet of Fire?
1: Uh, Well, if, all right, so that's a good question. You have to take two things under assumption. One, that I really want to do it. And two, that I would be brave enough to do it. So there's a difference right? There's a difference. Cause like, I really, I'm a Slytherin and maybe I'm a poor kid. Eh, I'm a poor kid. I'm so poor. I can't even afford the old I. I'm Poe. Okay. But I need that money. So now I really need it. But am I brave enough to do it? Am I brave enough to go against the will of Dumbledore in the age line? Cause I already full well know that, um, the greatest wizard of our age has done this thing. Yeah, I ain't smarter than the greatest wizard of our age.
0: Ravenclaws think they are smarter, but continue. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> not surprised one of them. I'm smart enough to know
1: I ain't screwing around with the age line. Okay, I'm gonna end up like George and Fred with beards and yeah. warts and who knows?
0: Who knows? Who knows? Who
1: knows if the beard you can cut the beard off?
0: They're okay, Blake.
1: <laughs> Just throwing that out there.
0: Bippity boppity boo.
1: <laughs> so, uh, what would keep me from doing it? Yeah, knowing that. Dumbledore is the one that put this age line in there, and also being smart enough to know that if I'm younger, I probably don't know enough. Why all, all them kids died before? Why? Because they were too young. <laughs> 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 it reminds me, you know, it reminds me of Kid Nation. I'm uh,
0: only in the third grade. Kid Nation, my friends. <laughs> Watch one of the worst T V shows oh, ever made. No. YouTube that
1: D- strongly disagree. One of the greatest television shows was, ever made.
0: It was a an experiment, okay? Oh. When reality TV was really big, they Woo. decided let's put kids in a city together and see what happens. Just an
1: abandoned city and Lord of the flies it.
0: And they get Just. to earn root beer. <laughs> and they get to call their parents. <laughs> yeah, if you're really good and you win a challenge, you could call your mom. <laughs> Blake and I were addicted to the (gasps) show. (laughs) It was so bad and so sad. (laughs) Go out there, kill a chicken if you're hungry. (laughs)
1: In the third grade, and <laughs> then the little girl that staged a
0: <laughs> to not kill the chickens. Oh, bless her heart. Little Hermione Granger in the making.
1: <coughs> oh, and then t- the girl Taylor,
0: deal with it. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was no great. No one else gets this place. I don't care. You and I. I'd go, now you have homework. Go watch oh Kid God. Nation. Don't. No, do it.
0: Okay. So, speaking of Hermione Granger and Spew, that's oh, the best. They end up going to Hagrid's to hang out for Halloween Day. And I think it's really cute. It's a Saturday. There's yeah. no Quidditch going on. So Damn. they could either hang out in Gryffindor Tower, go to the library, and instead they go to Hagrid's. He makes them a terrible casserole that has talons in it. Uh, he's wearing an outfit. He has his hair all done, all nice. Oh, that's because he's got a crush. That's right. Murder Maxine. And Hermione tries to get him to join. Yeah, you, don't want, no, you
1: don't want none of Spew either. No, he cause doesn't. Because he knows better.
0: Um, it's really interesting how he ends up talking about it. Um, he flatly refused to join Spew. S P E W. Yes. It'd be doing them a, an unkindness, dis- Hermione, he said gravely, threading a massive bone needle with thick yellow yarn. It's in their nature to look after humans. It's what they like, you see? You'd be making them unhappy to take away their work and insulting them if you tried to pay them. But Harry set Dobby free, and he was over the moon about it, said Hermione. And we heard he's asking for wages now. Yeah, well, you get weirdos in every breed. <laughs> I'm not saying there isn't the odd elf who'd, who'd take freedom, but you never persuade most of them to do it. Nope, nothing doing Hermione.
1: Right. Um. You know what it comes down to, I think? Harry, no, not Harry. Um, Hagrid just knows. What are we doing here? Well, what are we doing? Get out of here! You, 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 you're taking on a cause that you got no point in having any causes for. And so what? Dobby's a little weird. Dobby's a little
0: weird. It's okay. It's alright. He's fine. You know what I'm saying? I think it just continues to prove the point that you don't know Hermione. You don't know. That would actually make them unhappy. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm interested to know, like Hagrid obviously spends his time with magical creatures. So I feel like within that, he probably has spent some time with house elves and gotten to know them. He obviously didn't have like a lot of friends while he was at Hogwarts. So Mm -hmm. part of me wonders maybe if he got a little friendly with... Not a little friendly, but like friendly with house elves. You know what I mean. He's sure. just he knows about the centaurs, and I feel like he gives creatures of all shapes and sizes and all the kinds of, of, of mental capacities yep. lots of respect. So, out of everybody so far, you know, I, I'm I'm appreciating Hagrid, and I'm appreciating him saying no. You know, we just had Fred and George say we spent time in the kitchens. They love what they're doing, right. and we have Hagrid who has the, the credibility of being someone who knows magical creatures, yeah. who most likely knows uh from from first in experience but what it really comes down to is hermione go ask the house elves
1: exactly and it comes back to i know we've made this this uh comparison a lot and i'm going to continue to make this comparison until everybody gets it banged into their head
0: hey i don't want it banged into my head just it's, like soaked uh, in over time uh,
1: uh, <laughs> It's like the,
0: tiramisu,
1: <laughs> boozy tiramisu, the, the good kind. Fire whiskey. <laughs> Jokes on you. Um, <laughs> one of the greatest Mary and Blake media oh, moment, fa- Hall of Fame moments in history. Um, the fact it goes back to Downton Abbey. These people enjoy their job. They take pride in that job. And I remember feeling like feeling bad almost until. Um,
0: the episode until that
1: episode where Mosley says, no, this is my, like, I take pride I take in this. Pride. I don't, I don't feel bad for me. I like this. Mm-hmm. I like preparing. I like serving. I, it, this is, this is my gift. Yeah. I can do this. So let, like, I'm fine.
0: I kind of want to know, like, what do house elves do who don't work for a house who don't work for Hogwarts? Are they homeless? Are there homeless house elves?
1: Oh God. You're so, so Hermione. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to get into that conversation. I don't
0: know. Just asking.
1: No, don't ask that conversation. Okay. So, Hagrid,
0: he's all done up. He puts on really stinky perfume. We, of course, find out that he's just like absolutely infatuated with Madame Maxine. Yeah. And I think it's so funny that Ron is the one that points it out um, to say, like, oh, look, as he's, you know, showing them that uh, Hagrid is misty eyed. Oh, so sweet, so sweet, <laughs> and then Hermione he's going up to the castle with her. I thought he was waiting for us, <laughs> Ron, he fancies her. Well, if they end up having children, they'll be setting a world record. I bet any baby of theirs would weigh a ton, so they're just their minds are blown. It makes me think of like when And kids aren't used to seeing their parents canoodle and go on dates. Or, you know, if their parents um, are separated and they have a a single parent and that person goes out on dates, it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, like seeing these adult figures or like um, a treasured aunt or uncle. Like our my brother just got married and our kids were like, ew, no, you can't be married because they just they know this person only as their single form. Right. You know, is Hagrid
1: having a crush on Madame Maxine because... It's it. She's yeah. a giant, yeah, and like that's the first giant that he's seen in like a long time. That, yeah, and
0: she's dressed pretty and she's oh, elegant. Like, yeah, she, yeah. Is, is
1: it like? Is it just because she's the only thing around?
0: I mean, she's also lovely and smart sure. and well put together. Yeah, I don't think like. Let's be real. The blast ended scroots are practically his size and he's not like, Oh, you're attractive. It's not just the size. Yeah, no, but it's like the thing. It's it's like, you're someone who gets me. Yeah.
1: My, you know, also from my uh, assumption from the film, the Madame Maxime and Hagrid thing was already a thing prior to the film. I don't know. That's the way that I took it. Okay. See what I'm saying? Like I, yeah, I took I didn't it, as take it that way. I that took it as though like they knew each other
0: before. I didn't take it that way but You didn't? Just because of the book. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I do um, So we get Victor Crumb, we get Fleur Delacour, we get Cedric Diggory, and then, of course, Harry's name gets pulled out of the fire.
1: I like, I kind of do like the fact that the Goblet of Fire picks Cedric.
0: I'm glad to hear that, Blake.
1: I, I mean, well, first I so have to... S- Say it out loud. Uh, okay, you're welcome. Uh, but no, I kind of like it because Ron has just been all over Cedric this entire time.
0: Which I'm sorry, just because he's handsome. Yeah. He's actually quite worthy.
1: And that's what I'm getting at. I, I like the fact that even Very though, uh, even though it's been like a thing, the, the Goblet of Fire still recognizes that Cedric is actually a pretty good kid.
0: But Ron hasn't really gotten to know Cedric. You know, Harry sure. had He's some interactions. He's jealous because Harmani likes him. Yeah. yeah. And Harry had some good interactions with him, you know, when the um, the Quidditch game and everything and Harry got hurt. Cedric, you know, made sure that it was everything was A-OK. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ron is just like, this is the pretty boy that everyone lusts after, Mr. Perfect. You know, and Ron... Is the opposite of that? I definitely know that in high school there were some pretty girls who I just didn't know that well. That I'd be like, "Of course she gets that. Of course she does." Yeah, like a, yeah, like uh huh. And really, probably that woman worked very hard and deserved it in everything. But to me, being the fact that I err on the side of Ron Weasley, sometimes I definitely think I would have mumbled, bunk, rumbled under <laughs> my breath. Do you know? Of course, the Homecoming Queen gets to also win this award. Of course, she if, does.
1: If the <laughs> Harry Potter series came out like 10 years prior to this, uh-huh. do you know who would have been Cedric Diggory?
0: Leonardo DiCaprio? No,
1: come who? on now. Like
0: 10 years prior. 10 so years, looking... maybe
1: 15 years prior.
0: So we're thinking, what, 90?
1: Mid 90s.
0: I don't know, Blake. <sighs> come on. What do you No, I don't who know. Who
1: I basically modeled my life after.
0: Freddie Prince Freddie Jr. Prince no, Jr. he would not. No, he would not.
1: Cedric is essentially the Zack Siler of Harry Potter.
0: He, he, from She's All from That. From She's
1: All That. Come on. No. Come on. No. You don't think so? No. He's totally Zack Siler. Freddie Prince Jr. Would, be, would totally be the best Cedric. I
0: think Freddie Prince Jr. comes off like, I know what I got. <clears throat> and I don't think Cedric is that way. I think he's a bit more humble. You think so? I do. Hmm, I think he is a humble Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, my friends, is the chapter.
1: Ah, oh, good one. All right, you ready for your different perspective? Sure. All right, let's uh, let's get it done, shall we?
0: We shall. Holy cricket! You're Harry Potter. I'm Hermione Granger, and. You are? Oh, <laughs> Ludo Bagman, baby! Ludo! Hey! 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 how's it going? How's it going? Great to see you. Great ya. to see you, Ludo. Oh, my gosh. Hey, did you pay the Weasleys yet? I don't know what you're talking about. <gasps> um, so... I love my life. Yeah? I love well, my would? life. Why wouldn't you? i have got the best job in the world. You're sure. I love sports. I, I love games. Everybody I love loves winners. you. I love losers. I love them all, okay? <laughs> I get to show up banquets two days in a row. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I don't have to make anything. No hot all pockets food. for me. No. <laughs> None of that.
1: Nah. You don't want no oval Redenbacher pop- popcorn?
0: No, no. Get out of here. Uh, multi-course, some booyah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you, I know I don't you don't know, know, know how to say it.
1: It's okay. It, you know, it's just good.
0: No. You know we it's only, all it is. We only play I in France twice, so yeah. I didn't. they didn't Wait. have fries, and I was really confused. Yeah, well, why don't they have French fries in France? Which it don't make I call sense. chips, because I think I'm from... I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. But I got to tell you... Uh-huh. I love my life so much. Oh,
1: I, I, I can see why. You walk into places, people know you. People love me. They're buying you dinners. I,
0: I I, love it. I get to stay in a wicked nice bed. Yeah. There's like a hundred house elves they, here.
1: They just take care of everything.
0: Bippity-boppity-boo. What do you want? New toothbrush? Bam. You need a new bathrobe? You want your pillow fluffed? Love my life. Did they make the little animals for you out of the towels? I told them that I particularly like the elephant one. <laughs> Yes, sir. That's what I do. The only thing that I'm going to have a little bit of an issue with is Harry Potter was chosen by the God Blood of Fire. Yeah. How you going to handle that? That's a, that's a problem. It's not my problem. It's party crouches. Oh, oh, hey. oh I'm All just right. here for the fun, man. <laughs> I'm just here for the fun. Peace out.
1: Oh, good job, Mary. Can't. As always. As always. I'm
0: like, who am I not really <laughs> doing? <laughs> no, so there good. you go. Yeah,
1: you know, you perfectly capture Ludo Bagman. Like that's the he's the Yola, big man. He's the big loud, everybody loves me. I love everybody. Yeah. The whole thing. All yeah. right. Uh, we got some emails and questions and stuff like that. Are but you ready bring to do a ton. that? Let's do it. Oh here. Alright, this one comes from Jen. Hi Jen. Jen says the following. Just wanted to express my deep appreciation for the Potterverse and all of the work that you put into it. I work as a hospital social worker in southern United States and began rereading the Harry Potter books again to help with the stress and anxiety that this second wave of COVID has caused as the hospitals are pretty much overrun. And she said, to put it lightly... Not great, Bob. She actually put that in there. Just throw
0: that in there. Well done, Jen.
1: I started looking for a Harry Potter podcasts to listen to along with my reread, hoping to find some kind of kindred spirits that could help bring a little lumos in this time mm. of nox. And you two have done exactly Yay. that. There have been days with only, uh, when the only laugh or non-work thought I had came from listening to the Potterverse. So I just had to say thank you. I just finished reading *Goblet of Fire* when I started listening to your podcast from the beginning to weeks ago. And now that I am all the way caught up with the Potterverse, I am excited to continue Woo! this joyful journey with you and the hashtag NerdClan. By the way, go to jointhenerdclan.com, become a valued member, an official member of the NerdClan. By the way, Jen, I want to do this. Well, first we have to do this for her. New listener, thank you so much. Jen, you've been working hard and you listen to a lot of episodes of the Potterverse. That's like upwards of like sixty some odd episodes in mm-hmm. two weeks jen email me at maryandblakemedia i'm gonna send you something from the mary and blake store yes okay you're helping
0: take care of yeah. many many people yeah. and we adore you and we're thankful for for your time and we're glad that we could bring you some lumos that's
1: that's excellent so again email me at gmail.com all right the next one comes from solange she uh she says, I'm a listener of your podcast since season three Yay! of Outlander. Did a fire sauce, and wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for the countless hours of fun I've had listening to you. In your latest podcast for chapter 14 of The Goblet of Fire, you discussed if Dumbledore knows that if uh, Maddie, if Maddie Moody is Barty Crouch Jr., I must confess that this point has always disturbed me. Mm. I cannot imagine that Dumbledore doesn't realize that it's not his friend i mean they're supposed to be close and have uh to fought together in the first war against voldemort in the first order of the phoenix and as friends you regularly speak about events or discussions from the past and dumbledore had the whole year to figure it out he should have the best memory be the best actor and know how mad Eye moody would react in every situation and if dumbledore never sees through him that would be a problem and it is hard to believe for me. In conclusion, there is, for me, three possibilities. Count them. Three. One, two, three. Three, it on. Dumbledore knows that there is no textual evidence of it in the book. But he knows, but there's just no suggesting it from the book. Okay. Uh, two, it's a massive plot hole. Fair. And number three, they spend no time at all together during the whole year. I uh, vote three! Um...
0: I vote three. You want to know why? Why? He's essentially the principal of a school full of magical kids. He's got all of these different co-workers. You know, Snape complains every single mm-hmm. week. Um, yeah. Excuse me, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that um, I wouldn't mind taking the defense against the dark arts position halfway through the year, seeing as how <laughs> Madam Moody continues. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait Mary. Holy cricket. You're Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm Hermione Granger, and you are. Okay, go ahead. I was already set Severus Snape, <laughs> and um, just want to make sure. I wanted to follow up on yeah. last week's meeting.
1: Yeah, we want we want to circle back.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm still upset about all of this, so um. Um, Why don't you pencil me in for the same time next week? (laughs) Because we're going to have
1: an eventual follow-up conversation. Every week until I get the position.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Uh. So between um, the regular school, being totally annoyed by his staff, being totally annoyed by kids doing stupid things, because let's be real, they're teenagers and that's okay. Sure. Sure. And having to deal with like, you know, hanging out with Madame Rose Marta, trying to figure out where Voldemort is, doing all the things he's got to do. Then on top of that, there's a Triwizard Tournament. I think Dumbledore's too busy this year. I think once the Dark Mark was shown and everything went down, the Triwizard Tournament yep. and um, the, the Goblet... <laughs> Let's rewind. Everything that happened <laughs> at the Wiz- the World Cup. Yep. And I think his plate is too full. I think if there was ever a year to try to slip a little something past Dumbledore, it would be this year.
1: All right. We we do have some more emails and such and questions, but we will get to those next uh, episode. Thank you for sending. We're getting email after email after email from everybody. So I'm very happy. I'm very excited. Thank you f- so much for engaging. But we do have a little bit of a heart out tonight. So we're going to have to move on and close this show out for now. Marvin, do you have anything else to say about this chapter before we let it go?
0: No, I'm ready to keep moving on.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: We want to thank you all so incredibly much, especially those of you who have left us a podcast review, particularly on the Apple Podcast app. I uh, wanted to give a shout out to King 5 been a Harry Potter fan for a long time. I'm a 22-year-old university student who is currently in a competition with my grandma to see who can finish book series first oh. and enjoy listening to this podcast at work after reading the chapters the night before. So, yay! Thank you so you much, Devin, say to for that? tuning in. You want
1: know what I say that? Go, Grandma. Oh my gosh. Go, Grandma. Go,
0: Devin. Go, go. go.
1: Gonna beat you, Devin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but honestly, thank you all who have taken the time not just to hit that five star review, but to take your time to write it. It really makes yes. a huge difference to us being able to get more Potter fans to find us. So if you haven't done that yet, take a moment this week, please, and leave us a review in Apple Podcasts.
1: Also, too, we do need a new computer, and we are looking for a thousand members at jointhenerdclan.com. So, please, if you want us to get into a new computer, help us uh, and get the best content that we can possibly give to you, because ours is on the fritz, man. We would love for you to join the nerdclan.com. Go there, become a member, get all great stuff. On help that, us out.
0: Yeah. On that note, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. Mischief managed.